0: Welcome to another edition of the It's Cavalier Podcast live post-game. No court tonight, just me, fresh off a vacation from Mexico. Couldn't be happier to be back and talk some Cavs basketball. With that said, another loss tonight. Cavs, by the way, of the Chicago Bulls, 98-94. Absolutely tough one to watch. And, you know, I know for all the positivity that I spew out there, <laughs> thanks uh, thanks, guys for hanging out with me in regards to that and, you know, um, you know, staying true to my word here. I still believe that there are some positive takeaways from this game, and I'll get to those in just a moment. With that said, though, you cannot ignore the obvious. Tonight, I want to talk about a few things. First being the micro view the micro approach of what we are seeing on a night-to-night basis from these Cavaliers. Tonight, the Cavs did not play physical enough at all in the first half, and they did not use their size advantage. Uh, That's just my observation. Um, Some players, you're just not going to be able to stop. They're stars, DeMar DeRozan. We continuously saw Lamar Stevens, when he entered the game, body up play very good defense and Demar was still able to hit- sh- uh shots consistently over him um you know ditto from a couple of the others that Chicago trotted out there but the one thing probably perhaps my biggest disappointment of tonight was probably one Karis levert um and I know. That the addition, and I'm not necessarily saying that Karis Levert himself tonight was a disappointment. I just thought that maybe the injection that he had into the starting lineup would have factored more into the score, the outcome of this game, and it didn't. Um, I honestly believe that if the starting lineup had remained similar to how it has been the past few games, that is Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro, you trot Lamar Stevens out there. Um, you know, you continue to have Laura marketing and Evan Mobley man the bigs, you know, those positions and whatnot. I feel like they probably would have had a better go of it because I'm starting to see, uh, you know, night in and night out that Lamar Stevens deserves to be out there longer stretches of the game. Um, Over the last, I want to say, five to six games, we've probably seen Lamar play anywhere between 15 to 20 minutes. Tonight, he got 25, and he was able to contribute 13 points, and he was a plus seven uh, off the bench. And I know you cannot necessarily read all into specifically bot score stats, but I'll say this. Lamar definitely gives and adds more to this team than he hurts it. And I wholeheartedly believe that you need more guys out there who are willing to go through the grind, go through, uh, you know, willing to chip in wherever they may need The the Cavs just kind of seem like they're down right now. They just kind of seem like they don't have too much energy. And when they do go through these spurts in the second half in which, you know, they're, they're, they're ready to come out in the second half and play and and play inspired basketball it's too little too late just because they've spent most of the night trying to play catch up. And you can't do that. A lot of times, um, you know, with these teams and what we're seeing from the Cavs is that they dig themselves. And this has been a recurring element throughout the season. They dig themselves into such a deep hole that it's almost insurmountable. And it's just too tough to climb out of when you don't have the correct personnel, you know, we're looking at this and we're we're missing, obviously, you know, right off the bat, Colin Sexton after 10 and a half games. We lost Ricky. Uh, we've we've seen guys just be in and out of the rotation constantly during the year. Now we're down Jared Allen, who's probably his, whose defensive presence is missed tremendously right now in the paint protection area and on offense. You start to see that the lob threats are almost non-existent right now because that's just not the brand of basketball that the other bigs on the team play. It's just it's just quite possibly the 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 toughest stretch of basketball that the Cavs have had to endure. And I know they have endured a lot of tough stretches this season. Um, you know, so keeping it in line with the micro approach, um, you know, the losses, they 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 really are bad to see and they hurt. They hurt when, they're, when you're watching them in real time. They hurt when you're re-watching them, as I do to try and sparse through some of these clips here. And they likely are going to cost the Cavs some playoff positioning and seating, which is frustrating. You know, the, the entire endeavor is frustrating. But there's more to it than that. You know, there's more to it than just viewing things, and especially this basketball team through the lens of the right now, just because... Over the past three seasons, this rebuilding stage that this team has been through, the the guys that they shuffled in and out of here, when you I mean, I I can name probably at least 50 to 15 to 20 different players that the Cavs have cycled through these doors. And, you know, it's all to get to, you know, the start of something that they can build upon for the future, the foundation. And I feel like this season has been the foundation has been laid. And by no means is this year over yet, just because much like I've said, I do believe that this team is a playoff and not play in team. But even if they do somehow find themselves in play in, you know, in the play in setting, they're still going to be dangerous. They usually are. I believe when you corner them, when you get them, you know, when you when they have nowhere else to turn to, much like you see them in the second halves of games, when you corner them, that's when they're at their most dangerous and that's when they generally respond. So I feel that even if they get pushed into the playing game, they're still going to be a dangerous team. They're still going to be a fun basketball team to watch, and they're not going to be an easy out. And even if they do lose in the playing game, let's just talk total doomsday scenario here. Even if they do lose, it's okay. Expectations... Our fluid expectations have changed a number of times this season. That's okay to admit. It's also okay to admit that this is a young team. And (laughs) thanks, man. (laughs) Uh, It's also okay to admit that, you know, the Cavs are still a work in progress. Still very much a work in progress, and this is going to take some time. As much as we all liked to dream earlier in the season that this is a potential Eastern Conference title contender, there's a lot of factors that change that. You had COVID affect you know, how guys miss different games. You had all of these injuries just combine and coalesce and sap the calves or whatever consistency that they had. Uh, And I admire JB Bickerstaff for being able to continuously trot out lineups. And I know he's taken his, uh, his lumps on the season for people questioning some of his rotations. I myself still, (laughs) uh, I myself still find myself wanting to know why guys like Brandon Goodwin and Lamar Stevens aren't given more time. And, uh, even with that, I still have to put most of my faith in him because he's taken us a pretty, pretty far way. Uh, especially when you consider that they're on pace to surpass, they're going to probably have more wins this season than they had in the last two seasons combined. I mean, and when you think about that, it's a monumental step. And uh, I think that most Cavs fans have probably gotten so accustomed to losing uh, prior to this season that when they started to win, they did not know how to put that. Into perspective. And when the losses started to come back as they are now, they don't know how to act. I get that. It, it is part of fandom. <laughs> it's just part of the mentality, I guess, of uh, Cleveland sports. But with that said, it's all about the perception. And, you know, we can choose to look at just a micro view, as I stated before, or we can look at the macro. And the macro in this uh, certain circumstance specifically is that the Cavs have exceeded any expectation that, you know, we, that we put on them and that they've been through so many ups and downs and they've come through and they've been able to put themselves in position to potentially see playoff basketball. Uh, With that said, I, I truly don't know what else we could have expected out of such a young team. And like I said, the expectations are fluid. <laughs> uh yes, thank you. Thank you again. Uh that said, you know, you just you look at the expectations that this team has has had levied upon them and they've been able to break down so many barriers in that regard. And it's 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 truly a fluid thing. It's one of those things that you just kind of have to sit back and and, and kind of just, just bask in, you know, what they've been able to do despite the number of injuries that they've, they've had to face. Um, you know, a lot of people I've seen today, I'd like to make comparisons with the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, and then missing John Moran and whatnot. Um, there are some similarities with the situations, but what I will say about that in particular is that the Grizzlies are, they're better suited just because they have depth at key positions, and you look at the guys that they can try out there. When John misses games, uh, you have different individuals who can go out there and cover up for the playmaking that they may miss. If some of the bigs start to miss time, they are also well-equipped to navigate that. It just is one of those things to which they have to go out there and, and, and prove a lot of these naysayers wrong. They're not going to be able to go out there and get on the grizz level in regards to that just because the personnel doesn't fit, but they've exceeded the expectations that we've put on them. And we should honestly just be happy about that. Um, it's okay to be sad about these losses as I am, you know, even as positive as I, as I like to, you know, appear on social media and whatnot. Um, it's, it's hard not to feel frustrated. When you watch some of these games, just because when you see a team that has has truly gotten to the point that they've gotten to, you know, for much of the season being within the top six seeds in the East and to see them kind of fall out of that, um, it's tough to watch. You know, I'm not going to lie about that. It, it really, truly is tough to watch, but it's not it's not so bad to watch that we shouldn't enjoy it. And we shouldn't enjoy the ride because honestly, that's what this season is all about. Um, it was never truly about title contention. It was always about uh, development and development, player development, growth, evaluating certain guys, seeing what you had available and making decisions in regards to certain players, contracts. We already know the the biggest question mark of all in that regard is uh, Colin Sexton. And we're not going to talk about him tonight just because I don't feel like that'd be fair, just because we truly, we, we already know what the situation is when we talked about it so many times before. But that's what this season has truly been about. Now, in regards to tonight's game, what could they have done to change the outlook? Well, like I said, I believe Lamar Stevens probably should have started tonight and they absolutely shot atrociously tonight from the three-point range. They took 31 attempts from range and only converted seven of those. That is good for 23%. Conversely, Chicago, not a team truly known for shooting the three ball, 21 of five for 24%, but it didn't matter a lot just because they converted when they needed to. They Overall, they were 48% from the field. And a lot of teams, you know, you look at the free throw disparity here, Cleveland that continues to remain a thorn in their sides, 19 to 27, good for 70% on their side, 21 to 25, good for 84% for Chicago. You look at this score, 98 to 94, you tell me that those eight missed free throws did not come back to haunt the Cavs. Even down the stretch, Darius missing those, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, they lost in the assists category, 23 to 17. And a lot of that comes from the lack of true playmakers out there. And uh, Like I said, you probably could have given Brandon Goodwin some more time out there. That may have qualmed that. Um, still don't have Rondo out there. Obviously, you don't have Ricky Rubio anymore, so you're looking for playmaking in other areas. We've seen guys like Jetty Osmond perhaps go out there and play somewhat of a pseudo-point guard, but you just don't have enough of that fouls 23 on the night it's just all these little things they add up and when you have such a you know disparity in regards to depth you're not going to be able to get past teams like Chicago without coming seriously on the defensive end Cavs just didn't seem to have it from the from the jump it's just it's just one of those things man Tough to watch yeah I mean it's, it just it does hurt you know Playing, and you know, it, it's possible, but uh, like I've been saying, playing is not necessarily a scary thing. And I think that just simply because this Cavs team will be dangerous when you corner them. And, you know, just, just think about it this way. When the Cavs are often down these big time deficits going into the half or going into the fourth quarter, they often seem to mount some type of comeback that's when they're often most dangerous. And I feel like the plan represents the same sort of idea. You're putting them in a box, you're putting them in a corner and you're expecting them, you're writing them off. Not you necessarily, <laughs> but you know, you you're writing them off as the opponent. And that's a dangerous thing when you think the when you think a team is done because they're not. And not to factor in uh, you know, the the possible presence eventually of Jared Allen who could potentially return. But even if he doesn't, this is still a dangerous team. And if they end up going out like that, I'm perfectly fine with it, man. It's just just one of those things. You have to put things into uh, perspective. And the perception about how you view this cap season as a failure or as a success, that's completely on the individual. It's an individual-level type of determination. But with that said, you know, me – um, I mean, I just got to take things one game at a time, one day at a time, and evaluate these guys as the season rolls on. And I believe we have eight games left to close out the year. There's still enough time here for the Cavs to not get themselves into playing territory, but they may require help from other teams, which is always a finicky thing. Uh, You're not truly going to be able to rely upon those other teams to supply you a little bit of help in regards to, you know, playoff seeding. Never, ever, ever a good thing to rely upon that. But there are, you know, let's just talk about some of the positives from tonight, if you want to call them that. Um, You know, we did see Lamar Stevens continue his trend of tough, hard-nosed defense to a play out there. Uh, He went 5-9 and from the field tonight for 13 points in his 25 minutes. He did convert one from three-point range, two-2 from the free throw line, and he never truly looked lost out there. There are some plays out there sometimes, and I've seen this a couple of times now in in, in and out of games, in which Lamar bites on a pump fake for the, you know, I think World Be Free (laughs) Uh, was commenting on it. Uh, Either that, yeah, I think it was World Be Free who commented on it. It's just... No, it was Lenny Wilkins. It was Lenny Wilkins who commented on it. You want to st- to see these offensive players not be able to jump into the defender and get them to jump into a foul, which happens a lot. I mean, even our own Kevin Love, we see that happen. And you know, when you're on the receiving end of that, it sucks. But uh, when you get the foul call go your way, you're like, okay, this is fine. Uh, but overall, it's just a a foul that you would like to see be done in the NBA. And Lamar does have a tendency to bite on those. I've seen that um, pop up from time to time. But he was a positive tonight, truly a positive. And I hope JB continues to award him uh, that junkyard dog award because he's consistently bringing it, especially on the defensive end when you know not too many Cavs seem to be ready to do so. Um, you know, obviously, you know there, there are some other positives in, in tonight's games. Dylan Wilner. He was very active on both sides of the ball tonight. Um, liked what he was able to provide in his 12 minutes. Th- and he was actually a plus eight. Didn't even, uh, didn't even really do too much in regards to offense. He did go to a two from the free throw line, but didn't really hit anything else. Uh, you know, one of those things, um, you know, I mean, when I, when I see here and read this comment, it just kind of echoes what I've been saying here. You know, would would you be excited about making the play in? Uh, and since they're such a young team, no. Uh, I mean, this is just truly one of those things in which you have to again put this into perception, uh, into perspective. It's it it is truly one of those types of seasons in which development truly takes hold, and anything else on top of that is gravy. The Cavs are in, uh, are in a position to potentially make the playoffs. And even if they slip down to the plane, successful season on the way. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. But just solely in regards to the positives, getting back to Dylan Wendler. Um, he was aggressive and active on both ends of the floor. He did, uh, look like he, he was ready to uh, go to bat once that foul call didn't go his way. It's just one of those things, you know. <laughs> yes, that rebounding is huge. And you've seen that, uh, continuously be a factor when he gets time on the floor. He's not hitting shots yet. He's not really taking them like you'd want to, but his rebounding, his defense is, is a big deal. He's active when he's out there. Um, but tonight is probably a night in which they could have used his shooting as well. We know that he is capable. We know that he can do it. We've seen him do it in the G League. Uh, we've seen him do it even last season. I think, uh, he went through a stretch in which he hit his he went nine of nine of one stretch during his rookie year. That said, man, um, you know, you 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 harp back on the negatives because that's what everybody's gonna focus on, right? <laughs> uh negative night just because the Cavs lost, but there are some negatives here. Karis Levert's uh inclusion into the starting lineup didn't seem to truly uh you know, sway things in any one way or another, like a lot of Cavs fans, including myself, were hoping they would. Um, you know, just, just tough, just tough to watch. Isaac Okoro, his defense was, was tough. It was, it was hard nosed as it usually is, but he didn't provide too much on the offensive end. Um, six points tonight. They did a triple. And then you, you look at the bench here, Kevin Love, perhaps. Perhaps my biggest bone to pick tonight is with Kevin Love, man. Two of eight from the field, one of six from three-point range. If Kevin Love is honestly, if Kevin Love is not hitting three pointers, you're probably not gonna hit you're probably not gonna get too much from Kevin Love at this point. We know he's not gonna play too much defense. Although he's good for a steal every now and then, and he can still rebound. If he is not hitting that three ball, you can probably expect for a negative. Impact from Kevin Love uh, At least on the court It's just one of those things That's why I only got 17 minutes tonight And then Jetty Right back into territory Which he just Apparently wasn't effective Six minutes Six minutes And I maybe the, a little bit of that Is coming off of the last game But come on JB Six minutes for the guy <laughs> When nobody else Get hit anything That That's tough That is tough That's That's definitely uh a low point in regards to tonight's game and if i'm sitting here and i'm trying to you know rationalize why that's the case i just i can't (laughs) i cannot anymore with the rotation in that regard jetty has to play more minutes than six especially when nobody else uh, not too many people are shooting too well from three-point range, because we know that's what they do. And in that same regard, Larry had one of seven. Darius Garland, one of seven. Karis LeVert, one of six. Not good. Just no bueno. Not good. (laughs) Um, All in all, you know, a tough loss. Definitely something that the Cavs can, you know, take back and watch tape on and and try and fix some of these areas. Last game, it was getting to that, getting out and defending that three point line. Tonight, it was hitting three pointers. Go figure. It's just. One of those games, that's truly frustrating because you felt like it was one that the Cavs could potentially walk away with a W and they absolutely needed to, but they didn't and they didn't take advantage of it. But guess what? It's going to be all right. Still a great season, still eight games left to make things happen. Still enough time for this team to escape the dreaded play. in. according to some of you out there, it's going to be all right. I'm gonna to continue to, you know, approach this thing optimistically just because this is way past whatever expectation that anybody had for them. But at the same time, it's okay, you know, to be to be a little, little disheartened, a little sad uh, about a result like tonight, just because, you know, we're all human here, we're all sports fans here and we know that this team is still a work in progress. Uh, That said, I'm not sure if any of you guys saw out there, but we did not actually get a response from the person who originally won the Darius Garland jersey. So, you know, all I'm asking you to do now is just send proof that you are a subscriber. uh, It's Cavalier53 at gmail.com, and you have to send that uh, proof regarding, you know, whether or not you are a subscriber to the YouTube channel. So if you do that, And you just let me know, you know, and you send proof, then you will be uh, included in the draw for that. That we'll probably have the next time that me and Corey are both available to record and we'll do that live. Um, We've gotten a decent amount of people to do so, but uh, don't count yourself out like a lot of people have already counted the calves out. Exactly. It's not over, though. It's not over yet. (laughs) we are all looking forward to having Jared Allen back and you know, his presence is sorely missed out there. They need that flow. You can tell how much he means to Darius Garland and you can also tell how much he means to Evan Mobley just because Mobley's having to bump himself up a position. And this team is, Oh, certainly. That's why, that's why I keep saying, you know, um, my man, Tom K down here, that's why I keep saying that if they are able to, to get job ja back and they've remained healthy, somewhat healthy, even if they go to the playing territory, they're still a dangerous team. Absolutely believe that. And I feel like they, if they get Jared Allen back, probably could have won tonight's game, probably could have won the night the game the night before. They probably would have uh beaten LA. It's just a lot of these things, you know, a lot of these injuries are really starting to take their toll. It was okay to get through them earlier in the season. It's just one of those things, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're an opponent, you know, you probably don't want to see a a very, very hyped up Cavs team, very, very revved up uh, team that people have put in a corner. Like I said, they're dangerous. They're at their most dangerous when they're in that spot. So if they do see somebody in the play in tournament, I'm perfectly OK with that. I feel great about. Yeah, I feel great about their chances going up against anybody who'd be in that play in Uh, that said getting back to the jersey you know as long as you just send proof of that to itscavalier53 at gmail.com I'll go ahead and enter you into that drawing and we'll have that done live next time me and Corey are available to record is probably Monday or Tuesday of this upcoming week also if you'd like to be included in the exclusive It's Cavalier discord chat you know what to do leave a rating leave a review wherever you are listening whatever media platform you're listening on and I will go ahead and add you to that Discord chat as long as you provide proof. Send that to that same email address. It's cavalier53 at gmail.com and we'll go ahead and send you a direct invite. That said, the season is not lost. Things are going to be okay. <laughs> Slap that uh that that what's that mean of the uh, the person who's really crying, but they have a happy face on. <laughs> that's that's kind of me right now, uh, but it's not. I'm not at that point yet. And I feel like you guys, you know, we're going to be okay. Cavs are going to be just fine. Uh, Just have to get a little bit healthy. Uh, JB's got to coach up a couple of things. And, yes, let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. team's going to be just fine. Even if they drop into the play-in, they're going to be dangerous. And this season has been a success. That said, have a good night.